Hello, this is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru. Who, me? So this Tuesday past, we had an aging group, and there's about 12 of us that meet, and we've been meeting for two and a half years, and which is pretty remarkable for people <laughs> who are aging. And we're, I'm one of the youngest in my late 60s, and then there's people in their 70s and their 80s. So that's really remarkable that we can all get ourselves to a meeting every other week for an hour and a half. Uh, it takes discipline and commitment to do that. And love, a lot of love. It's, we have such a wonderful time together. So Francis came, and again, let me remind you that any name I use is just, uh, I made up the name to protect the person's um, confidentiality. Uh, anyway, uh, Francis comes in, and Francis is, uh, as always, very torn, and um, she's challenged by her own lack of discipline. That's what she says. It's like, I have no discipline, and that's why my life is a mess, and that's why things are the way they are, and that's why, and then she fills in the blank. And this time, rather than, you know, what we usually do, I said, okay, Francis, so you say you have no discipline, but how did you get to this meeting, and how do you get here every single meeting time, on time? How do you put your shoes on, your socks on, your underwear on? How do you make sure that that's all in alignment before you go out the door? How do you get to all of the places that you volunteer at and stay and be there for them? How do you do all of that? Now, I'm short shortening this conversation because we don't have, you know, half an hour to talk about it. And she was like questioning and confused, a little bit disoriented. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, you are here. You believe you have no discipline, like zero zilch. And yet what's the degree of discipline it requires to get your socks on and the right in the shoes on and your right feet, your clothes on and, you know, warm clothes when you need to. How do you get that? What's the discipline level that gets you prepared to go out the door? What's the pr- discipline level to get you to every meeting and, and commitment that you want to get to? So everybody in the room was very <laughs> attuned to this conversation because what we're used to doing is to basically nullify any value or any worth or any positivity, any good stuff that we're doing, and we only see the negative. So it's, I never this, and I'm always that in terms of, of reality. And what I mean by that is our consensus reality tells us that basically our, our consensus reality is, is fear-based, um, scarcity-based, and shame-based, which means we're not allowed to think or know ourselves to be really great people. We have to kind of focus on our lack and where we should be afraid like the world is not safe for us. We're not safe in the world. And basically the world tells us, if you look at the news, it says you are not safe. And if you look at uh, the economic situation or environmentals, there's scarcity. And, uh, and you are um, lack, whatever it is, competence, uh, value worth to have the kind of life you really want. This is the message that we're given constantly, while at the same time, if we're listening to our spiritual uh, gurus and we're listening to our people who are 
giving us wisdom. Maybe we go to church or spiritual groups. Is is there spiritual wisdom and spiritual principles that says, "Hey, you're whole. That you you lack nothing, and you you have no reason to be afraid." So we're in this this uh, pattern, this this dilemma of should I be afraid or not? Am I whole? Am I great? Am I uh, a good person or am I not? It's it's like an either or as opposed to seeing the greatness that we are and we see where we can lack. So back to Francis, it's like Francis has an incredible amount of discipline and commitment to the things that she's committed to and she gets to what she wants to get to. And like all of us, things don't get done where we lack commitment, basically. And we're not disciplined to get things done that we don't want to get done. I haven't vacuumed for weeks in my house because it's not a high priority for me. And I go every day, oh my God, you should vacuum. But I don't. And I will when it, when I do. So, so the point is, is that we focus on what's wrong and what's not working as opposed to what does work. And we're, we're raised this way from, from the time we're little kids to, to be afraid that we're doing something wrong that, that, that uh, is going to come down on us in some way. So I grew up Catholic and any of you who are listening know that um, raised Catholic means that when you're about seven years old, you learn to go to confession and you learn to say, Father, I have sinned. My last confession was, and then you say a bunch of things that are sins and what you were wrong and you're admitting that you were wrong. (laughs) I'm laughing because it's like I had to make things up because I didn't see where I was. I was seven years old. Like what? Come on. So I'd say I talked in church twice. I just, you know, I disobeyed my mom, you know, four times. And then the priest would say, okay, for, you know, here's your act, your acts of, in a sense, punishment, which is to, is to pray and ask for forgiveness. What if instead of that, what if I went to church and said, was able to say, hey, father, here's the cool things that I've been doing. Here's the way that I've been acting in alignment with spiritual principles and in, uh, in alignment with what I know is my natural expression of self. I, I painted and I played and I sang and I went for a walk in nature and listened to the sounds and I watched a thunderstorm. I turned the radio off and I turned the TV off and I watched the thunder and the, the lightning and it was wonderful. And I, I've been, um, I've been more clear with who I am and I've forgiven myself and have so much more compassion for who I am. Like, what if I said that? What if we had an opportunity to say, here's what's working. Here's our, here's how things are going that are, are great and makes me happy and fulfilled. And, and that the priest or the minister or our great friends or our, even our husbands or partners or wives say, Hey, I so appreciate the work that you're doing in becoming who you are, the fullest expression of yourself. Wouldn't that be great? And that would give each of us, in a sense, a, a, a leg up on how to think positively about ourselves and not be in, in such scarcity and fear that we're constantly going to be rejected or thrown out or humiliated. You know, that's such an old paradigm, and it's so in every cell of our being, it's really, really challenging. So the intention of this particular podcast is is to be curious about what's the degree to which you be in negativity, in worry, in 
um, that you're that you're um, unsafe or that you're not enough. How how often do you have a thought that is in alignment with that, as opposed to thoughts of "Wow, I." I'm laughing because it's so absurd for us to think and even say something positive for ourselves. I, um, I've been um, having a few aches and pains in my body. And anytime I have an ache and pain, I, I think it's cancer. And so, and then I go, oh my God, it's cancer. And then I go into this whole negativity element of what's going to happen. And basically I go into a place of I am disempowered and I'm a victim to this disease. And, the, and last night I caught myself and went, wait a minute, this is, you don't even know if you have cancer. Why are you spending hours and days and years of your life worrying? And the point and the, the fact of the matter is I have, you know, continually been able to heal cancer myself and other diseases and other, other elements of life. I have, I am empowered to do that. I, I'm not a victim to my reality. That was really fascinating to watch myself do that because it's like, okay, that makes sense on a spiritual level. But what about, you know, the truth and the, you know, again, going back into the fear-based, scarcity-based, lack-based, shame-based. I'm not enough. So who am I to cure myself? Kelly Turner wrote a book called uh, Radical Remission, and she talks about the ways that people heal themselves. And I'm so into that in terms of, hey, whether I've got cancer or not, here are some great ways to be in the world so that I can be whole, as whole as I can be. So again, the point of this is notice how often you're giving yourself acknowledgments. You're acknowledging how, how you're doing well in your life. Notice and acknowledge where you're courageous. Notice where you're taking steps to expand your abilities to do things, whether it's an art focus or music focus or educational or love or commitment with your kids? Where are you actually stretching yourself? Um, Where are you loving yourself? Where are you honoring yourself with something that's good? Where are you um, able to say, okay, I forgive you because you didn't know any better in the past. You didn't know. Jesus said a long time ago, well, he was hanging on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I say that a lot to myself, like, I didn't know how to do it differently. And other people doing what they do, they don't know, they're not, they they don't know how to do it differently. So forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgive yourself for you know not what you're doing, you're learning. And this is what it's about. Well, that's a lot uh, to be with. And uh, I'm going to end on that note. Um, I would love to hear from you, uh, Aging Like a Guru Facebook page. It would be great to have you join there and uh, leave comments and or if you'd like to be interviewed, that would be great. I just did an interview with uh, Mike Bosworth and Jennifer Lair on um, their marriage. So be happy to hear from you if you're interested in something like that. Um, otherwise, stay tuned. Uh, talk to you soon. Big hugs. Bye for now. <laughs>